Last time on Desperate Tune, we saw the crew enjoying the fruits of their labor after a successful duel in the Coliseum. Thanks to their rising reputation, new students had started to come in, paying in favors and odds and ends. They'd even set up running water by siphoning off the hydrant system with the water bearer's blessing. Saida's plans to bring forth the Prince of Endings were underway. Moss was the first to learn of this when Saida called her in to discuss their dealings with the supernatural. Moss revealed that she'd been having dreams of the House of Lies, much to Saida's pleasure. The Prince of Endings would begin, Saida said, and the rest of the crew should not interfere. She then spoke the Prince's true first name so that Moss may know it. Upon hearing the word, Moss realized that the dreams were from the future, of a life he hadn't lived. And upon speaking the words, Saida learned that she would not live to see the future she was bringing about. Bidr he too was moving up in the world. He had hired some help for his mother's boarding house, and had joined Al-Qadr al-Qadam in Ketrisi politics. In his own words, he was even sexier than before. Putting this to good use, he had taken Mumtaz for a hot date around town. Starting at the jetties, they made their way up the high locks, around the fortress, and to a stunning view out of the city. Rounding off the evening, they stole one, and only one, of Jackal's fancy cowboy boots. To shake off their angry Scottish pursuers, they ducked into an abandoned basement. A basement empty, except for one ancestor tree that Mumtaz was not supposed to see. a city, where the sun is a mirror and the moon a shadow, where dancers cavort in forbidden operas, making love to forgetting and flame, where the wealthy play at war with silver swords and silken sashes, where the people mine the dead heart of a burning star for cannonballs and pipework, and where a thousand secrets hide in a forest of paper and ink. Here the five key bearers reside, the five who know the secrets of the broken gates of death. Five. Five only. There is no sixth spire, forlorn and forgotten in the desert. There is no one who looks to the displaced, the poor and destitute and landless, whose ancestry has been stripped from them by foreign looms and foreign sparkcraft, and no one has ever heard of the House of Endings. But this is their story. Their roots pulled up and burned, they stand in filth up to their necks, and that is precisely why they must keep their heads ever high. Welcome to Uduasha, immigrant. May it fear the name of the house you will build. Welcome to Desperate Tune, an actual play podcast about characters with their identities in peril, played by an international cast devoted to fiction-first gaming, collaborative world-building, and complex character drama. So let's flash back to that then, where Moss tells people about the tree. And I suppose this can be the whole crew, for simplicity. Uh, right? Because I don't think Moss is keeping yeah. the secret from anyone. No, exactly. Yeah. All right. So let's flash back to to this scene, which is probably then in your lair, I guess, which is where, I mean, it's the best place to discuss secrets, after all. I think so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Hmm. How would you broach this? Yeah, I think is Let's it something it. that most broaches, or is it something that comes up? I wonder. Actually, I have an idea for how it could be broached. Now okay. that I mention it, your mother has been keeping these little bonsai trees in the boarding house. Maybe now that the lair has been cleared up, you're moving one of the bonsai trees to the lair, and like this is what brings on the topic. 
Right. And are these bonsai trees, remind me, are they spirit trees as well? Or are they uh, or ghost trees? I think they have been grafted with uh, twigs from ancestral yeah. trees. Right. I think we established that they kind of are, but they don't have any ghosts in them. So they don't actually have any power, yeah. unlike yeah, the real deal. Yeah, it literally is a tiny bit of twig that has been grafted onto other trees. I think that's the most that most Gatrisi households actually have. Yeah. I think yeah. she's like, we've moved one of these trees here. Mm -hmm. And she's going to be like, I think we're, we are in the room and like we are not here like gathered because most called people together which is here because we are here and we are working on the tree maybe most is working on the tree maybe i think bitter he also had like at least some attunement to it right um with with his other sister mm -hmm. our other sister yes with our other sister yes Yeah, I was like I taking. Think... I was helping her take care of, like you know, I was doing bonsai maintenance with her. Mm -hmm. I think we're doing something like that again, and Moss is pensive, and eventually she like shakes her head and says, "I think we can do better than potted, maybe." Hydroponics? Something, something like that. I don't know what the mm -hmm. word means, actually. I think, something as you with say, water, I don't right? know what the word... Yeah, no, go on. Sorry? Something with water, right? Yeah, you grow uh, plants just in water, like no right. soil. I know what it means. Either he just knows the word. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think this is an... Is gonna say, Is there a reason? No, no, but that's not how Saida talks. Saida just looks at you and says, um, Hydroponics in Uduasha, where we are surrounded by a desert. This is your incredible idea, sir. Sounds like a great reason to do hydroponics. There are reservoirs of water. Yes, excellent. So, are we doing hydroponics? Do I need to find out what it is? I think it might be worth doing, because uh, I found something the other day. You found the hydroponics? I found a reservoir of water that had a tree growing in it, and it's not an Uduashan tree. Okay. Oh, hang on, where is this conversation taking place? Because Saeed is here too? Yeah, everyone's yeah, yeah. here. All of us this is here. taking place in this is taking place in the lair. We're in a flashback now where Moss is yeah. bringing this yeah. up. Uh, yeah, we have taken the grafted bonsai tree thing to the lair. Uh, yes. That's not good enough for us. Mm. Okay, I think Bidrohis can tell that his sister is trying to reveal something, and he's waiting for the big reveal. Mm. We've been okay. We've been thinking that the Uduashians can't grow. Kethrisi trees that the 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 Akrosi can't grow Kethrisi trees that those trees from the mangrove can't grow anything anywhere else. You, it only works there and under specific circumstances, and otherwise you need um, 
what's it called? Luminescent. Uh, the, the things that the Akrosi made. Make, radiant right? energy. <clears throat> radiant energy energy trees. But I found a tree. It's not doing very well, but it's in a basement uh, construction site. Wait, 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 wait. Long story. You, you found one of the ancestral trees in a Budwasha basement. I was going, yes, that was what I was leading towards. I okay, don't sorry, think I, that's I, a radiant I, I, energy tree. I thought at first, but no. Okay, I'm sorry that I spoiled, that I ruined your narrative arc. I'm, I, no, I, no. I, I, I'm very sorry, but like what? And uh, I think Mushvik as well, who usually doesn't take an interest in these things, all like kind of pricks up and is kind of disturbed, like, but like they, and says, like, um, but that doesn't make sense. Like, uh, I mean, for once, you need to fertilize the soil for thousands of years with the bodies of our ancestors to make, to even make such a thing possible. Okay, that is really fucked up. Hmm. But well, it is our tradition. Hmm. Don't mock it. Okay. Okay, okay. I see. Okay. Our tradition is to have ancestors who are in tree and thousands of generations of ancestors in the tree. Okay, very good. But we are in... Okay, let's assume that that's cool and that's great. Okay, very... I am proud to be Ketrisi. Excellent. Okay. What? Why is it here? I think somebody put it there. I, I can't think of any other way. Does this mean someone has been killing thousands of Ketrisi in a basement? Does I the think there is. I <laughs> think someone tree... killed one person in a basement. But it, does the tree look alive? Like, I mean, it's it's growing and it's it it's glowing like they did in the in the mangroves. And like, yeah, I think Mushrikas is like. Now, pretty disturbed because, like, I think someone has been killing thousands of Ketris in a basement. Like, this shouldn't, this shouldn't, this shouldn't be like the, such a thing. Shouldn't be growing here. The trees do I... not need Ketrisi bodies. They can use any bodies, which you would know if you paid any attention. And Utuwasha is a strange, and in the words of Bidrohi, fucked up place where. Such things are indeed possible. I would like to see this tree. I would and we, like and to we must all tree. go there. Make sister, yourself free. Hmm? Is this what you want, sister? Do you want us all to see this tree? Yes, yes, that's why I'm telling you. I... Okay. Because I don't know what to do. Let's go see the tree. Yeah, should, so I we, suppose we we're can. still in the flashback. Hmm? I, I think, think I know if we can at it, maybe there is a reason why we can't in the fact yeah I uh, yeah i think it's uh it wasn't a construction site right so i think what happens is you you plan to go to see it but there is some activity happening i think this is one of those construction sites that's abandoned due to big umbashundara reasons mm -hmm. um, uh, this makes so sense. there's there isn't actually very much work going on but at the time being right there is some activity around the area and you can't go visit was it in? I think it was in Bundervest, wasn't it? It yes, was in Bundervest, yeah. Well, I mean, Begum Bostrander, I mean, maybe she's branching out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. And, you know, I, I'm not uh, saying it's necessarily her. I'm saying there's a bunch of incompetent landlords around Uduasha who don't finish projects, right? Like, yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, yeah, makes sense. Cool. Yeah. Okay, so I, you're right. I think it's more dramatic actually to cut back to this is the first time that uh, Pedro he actually sees the tree when he stumbles in by accident. Mm. Mm. Because it maybe, gave me the heebie-jeebies when I heard about yes. it. Yes, and mm. maybe Moss has brought someone else here in this moment. So, you know, anyone in the crew can be here. I think how we'll frame it is Moss decided that like now is a good time to show my friends the tree. Oh, Bidro he isn't here because he mm. snuck off with his girlfriend, I see. Okay. Well, just to make yeah. it even worse for me, I think one thing I would have suggested to Moss as we broke away was like, okay, this is a little heavy for me. I'm not sure if I really want to see this tree. I mean I've never seen one in my life and it sounds well, mm -hmm. as we have been saying, very fucked up, but Maybe mother would like to see it. Ah, yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, um, I don't know if Moss wants uh, Mushvik's help in investigating this tree. I think Mushvik has a fairly, you know, intuitive uh, understanding of these things. Mm -hmm. So, I yeah. Could, yeah, maybe I'll, I'll be there as well. I'm also intrigued so, yeah, by I think this soul tree. Yeah. Yeah. And okay. Saida wants to be here because it's a soul tree. Uh, she wants to see it. Yeah, yeah. So, so let me I reframe the scene. Let's, let's start the scene with Moss, Mushfik, Saida, and Moonlit. Yeah. Like, mm. entering the basement. And then Bidruhi mm -hmm. and his girlfriend are just going to stumble in at some point. Oh, yes! Mm -hmm. <laughs> Is Usra here too? I, I mean, I assume she would be. But would I she? think, yeah, actually, I don't think... Okay, yeah, maybe she is. I was thinking Moonlit might think she's like too young to bring randomly for the first time. Mm. Well, you guys can decide but, then. You are the GM. I think that I think... Um, she is too young, but it seems to me like Moonlit might bring her anyway. Yeah, I can see an argument either yeah. way. Yeah. Uh, okay, let's... Actually, no. I think Moonlit, we have seen that she's a very no-nonsense person. I think she wouldn't bring a child the first time around because... Just because this is actually really like a big secret, you know, and you don't mm. you don't trust eight year olds with big secrets. That's yeah, just not yeah. this is smart. True. You don't. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it's like yeah. she she would probably have told her that like yes, there is a tree, but she wouldn't tell her where it is, just in the off chance that she does something stupid and tells someone. Mm. Okay, so Butler's looking after her. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes, that's what's happening. So Butler yeah, we we cut her. to the scene of Moss leading them into this flooded basement. And there is indeed a mangrove tree, and it occupies a corner of the room. And I think it looks extremely weird, because it's a mangrove, and it's grown inside, like, half inside a wall and half inside the water. So there is, the you know, the branches spread out all over the ceiling, and there are these mangrove roots that stick up in the water all around. And, mm -hmm. of course, it glows an eerie blue light, which is reflected in the black waters underneath it and it illuminates the room it's a it's a sickly looking thing right it's a tree that's not doing very well visibly but it is alive and glowing what does it feel like in the ghost field yeah it feels like well ghosts these trees preserve ghosts which otherwise cannot exist in uduasha but they can inside the mangroves thanks to this symbiosis and ghosts is yeah, not so a it feeling does feel that like yeah. yeah, but like, and does it feel like something if I, I, I've grown up around these trees, they've meant a lot to me, I've been used to them. Does it yeah. feel familiar in that way? Oh yeah, it feels like the presence, you know, mm. the presence of the ancestors. It does. I would also, and, I would also like to uh, study this tree. And mm. Any fruits growing off this? 
No, I don't think so. I think it's, again, it's an unwell tree. It's barely clinging to life. It's in no position to, like, root or grow or split off. Maybe it well, could be if you were properly tended and cared for, but... Mm. Well, either way, I'm going to take a bite out of something to see if it tastes like dances or fruits that... Uh, that that I fucking hot. Someone, mm-hmm. someone I, stop him. <laughs> <laughs> well, I we think, have established that ancestral take... bananas are a thing, so... Uh, yeah. yeah. So I want to see if yeah. it tastes the I same. Mean, uh-huh. <laughs> if Mushvik's going for something like this, uh, I would like to grab him and say, um, and what do you think you're doing? Um, uh, going to see if this tastes the same as the ancestral bananas that I have brought in from Ketris. It will not. How will it taste the same? <laughs> well, uh, it? well, I mean, it, it'll let me know if something's wrong with it. There is obviously... Sorry, because what? you're a banana Mayfic? diagnostician now? It's, that's yeah. a thing you are? I think okay. what I'm going to oh. do is I'm going to grab his ear and I'm going <laughs> to drag him by the ear uh, to like maybe like a branch that's a bit further away from the main core of the tree. And I'm going to take a stress to this cue, basically, because it just feels like a roll, whatever it is you're doing, to eat a tree. Um, and I'm going to like point to a part of the tree that I feel like um, if he eats it, he will not get spirit poisoning and die. Uh-huh. Well, I let's let's say that these mangroves do grow some, some strange fruit, right? Except this is, again, it's a shriveled and sick tree, but there are probably like buds. Yeah. Of fruit or flowers yeah, th- that like, are technically edible, yeah. I, the way that I'm imagining it basically is that it's f- like fucked up and trying to fruit and failing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you yeah. roll for eating a fruit of a sickly soul tree? Yeah, I think you're a tune. Maybe it's just you're a resistance to... roll. No, I think oh, I think, yeah, it's a, a t- I think it's an attune. I think you're trying to get information yeah. from the tree. And I think it's a totally legitimate way, I think, to like taste the the tree. It's a weird form of like second step cannibalism. But listen, you know, Mushrik knows the taste of like I feel yeah. know exactly what kind of souls have gone into mm-hmm. this tree. Believe yeah, me. absolutely. I guess we'll find out. So it's an attune roll, and uh-huh. I think hmm, I think it's there is some risk involved, but it's controlled. I also okay. think you will only get limited information because the tree isn't actually bearing fruit, right? So it's just like yeah. a small shriveled bud. So by default, it's controlled limited. You can trade this up um, if you're willing to risk poisoning yourself, basically, and eating parts of the tree you're not supposed to eat, I guess. Yes. Maybe some of the bark. Yes, I'm willing to do this. Okay. I have taken and risky one stress to help Mushvik <laughs> eat this tree. And when everything goes wrong, I am not going to roll to protect him, because I am Uh one too stress away now from trauma, Uh but also he deserves it for eating bad fruit. Well, fortunately for you, there are fish in the water around here. They're probably part of the symbiosis, Ah. too. Oh, great. Okay. Uh, I have some stress to burn, so you know what? Uh, Remind me, how many... Can I trade position for effect more than once? No. No. So yeah, you risky can. standard this. Oh, you can. No. Can't. Okay. Well. Yeah. I mean, it's like not, fictionally, you could just do it. Yeah. Like if you're yeah. willing to like just put yourself in a really desperate position in order to get okay. great effect, you can. Mm. It's just okay. that's a right. stupid thing to do. Sure. But well, I will let reckless. you trade this up. I will let you trade this up to desperate great then, if you want. Uh. And. Uh, 
I yeah, think well, a way to make it desperate, great. If you want to, to make it desperate, great. No, I have fine. only one. It's okay. all right, because I think it's too early in the day to die from eating a to eating uh, a poisoned banana yeah. bark. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Oh yeah. There we go. <laughs> okay. So uh, the bad news is that I mean you took you took it up to risky, right? So yeah. you have poisoned yourself unless you mm -hmm. resist this. This I'm is not exactly like a healthy thing to do. No, no, I'm gonna, yeah. <laughs> you are going to resist it. Yeah. Uh, okay, if you resist it, it, it out, I guess. I think it will be resisted fully. And yeah, fair enough. We know that Mushvik is very good at eating, so. Yeah, but I, I think you see him take a bite out of it, and okay, oh, no, okay. I, and just, and just th immediately throw up. But he's like, mm. ah, mm -hmm. <sighs> yeah, not ripe yet. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> obviously not ripe yet. <laughs> yeah, 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 this is great. Um, yeah. I'm just gonna look at you and say, uh, how are you alive? Oh my, ah, come here. Okay. Uh, uh -huh. I'm gonna try so, and like get some water into him. Uh huh. So I am going to give you information though, as you taste this tree. Uh, and actually, now that I think about it, uh, yeah, here's what the information you're going to get it, which is oddly ironic considering the circumstances. These things normally cannot grow unless like you have this whole intricate cremating and burying people in the ground, because it's a whole matter of like transferring a soul to a tree, right? It's complicated. The way this can happen organically and spontaneously, which you have a feeling is, has happened now, is if someone eats a part of a living tree and it takes root inside them while they are still alive. Oh my god. Yes! <laughs> and oh, this is probably how this tree shit. came about. The, it started growing before the person in the water was, was entirely dead. Hmm. Mm -hmm. You know... When we were growing up, well, I don't know if Adiyat was told this, but my parents always told me, if you eat the seed of the fruit, then the tree will start growing inside your body. Of course, yes. Yeah. yeah, and in this case, it is actually true, because the seeds contain ghosts. So, yeah, so someone has eaten the seed of an ancestor tree, wittingly or not, and carried it inside them, and then died in this basement. And this is how their soul got transferred into the tree. And we know this tree contains only a single ghost. I think Moss established that when she communed with it. Yes. So for now, it contains only a single ghost. Once you have the tree, I think it's it's quite easy to bury people in its roots and transfer more ghosts to it. Like that's a thing you can that can be done. But yeah, it is the ghost of a person who died while bearing the seed. Please let us not turn it into a project where we start getting this tree to grow bigger and stronger by feeding ghosts to it. I say this because please I know that's what's going to happen. Uh -huh. Yeah, I was going to say, please let us do exactly that. Thank you. Well, I mean, you know, there is a whole Ketrisi community here to whom this is the way to be buried, right? To whom this yeah. is comfort after mm -hmm. If comfort. you tell Alkadar Ankatam this, she uh -huh. will make a hilarious amount of money promising to people that they can be sacred buried when they die. Just give him Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, you joke about this, but funerals are serious it's... money business. This yes, is... no, no, no. I, I'm yeah. not joking. I think this is 100% yeah. serious. New yeah. crew concept unlocked. Funerist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh -huh. Considering Blades in the Dark being actually like a funeral director actually sounds like a really dangerous job. So, uh, yeah, it probably yeah. is. 
Anyway, okay. yeah, Mushvik, you, so you I... have learned this about it. And you have learned that there's possibly now the risk of this happening to you. I think the reason the Kethrisi don't normally do this to propagate the trees is that, well, it isn't exactly healthy. <laughs> it isn't exactly If healthy, the tree yeah. takes root inside you, you die a lot faster than you otherwise would. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's a good thing I must uh, threw that up then. Yeah, indeed. So it's probably one of those where you go like, luckily for me, I didn't eat the seed. I was, I was smart. <laughs> yeah, that's very smart. Very, very smart. I guess we've yeah. learned now that Mushvik also told you the story when you were little, that if you eat the seed, it's bad for you. So you avoided it. <laughs> Thanks, Mom. Uh, that's, that's, the, that's the resistance, right? Well, for this flattening back. Yes. Remembering. Yes. Yep. Big Cormac uh -huh. vibes. Um, yeah. All right. So, yeah, that, that's the situation. And we also uh, learned that the ghost inside it is quite confused, just to re reiterate what Moss learned. The ghost is somewhat confused and doesn't necessarily know precisely what has happened to it. I think if, uh, I think this may be a good time for um, Petrohi and his girlfriend mm -hmm. to I was, randomly about, turn. I was about to say, <laughs> so Saida is like tending to Mushvik, going like, oh my god, are you alright? And Mushvik is like, yeah, yeah. I'm fine. I didn't need yeah. to see it, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> and it is uh, at this moment, I guess, as Moss is looking over the tree, that P Pidruhi comes in through, like, yeah, ducks in through a side corridor. And you hear splashing in the water. And the light of the tree falls on Pidruhi's face. And then on the stunningly beautiful face of the woman beside him. Because obviously mm. she has, she, she, she brushed up on her makeup while they were running. Yes. You Yeah, and I think I'm yelling and Bidrohi's yelling, but I suspect Moonlit may make both of us shut up now. Yeah. Moonlit turns and it's not even that she she doesn't even yell. She just looks yeah. at you, Bidrohi, and she there is a moment of softness in her eyes as she's glad you've come so that you can see this. Yeah. And yes. A lot of emotions rush across her face at once, right? Like, I can finally introduce my son to this super important part of our heritage that he has been completely cut off from. And there is supreme joy and then fear. <laughs> it's like what it cycles through. And then that fear very quickly ferments into anger. Mm. And uh, she steps forwards and uh, she says, Oh, hello. And yeah, she's speaking to you in like the... I forget if Ketris had a language or a dialect, but she's definitely code-switching. Okay. And, yeah. <clears throat> and she says, this is sacred water. I, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, Mother. I, 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 and I think like when he code-switches, uh, his weird accent <laughs> stops as well. Uh, <laughs> I probably will not remember this for the next time, but whatever. I will remember. Don't worry about it. Uh, yeah. mm, oh yes, of course you will remember. Ah, a reason for Zoeb to stop talking like this. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, she yes, says yeah. this is sacred uh, water. Yeah. And I uh, think this is what the Catrice say instead of sacred ground, because yeah, yeah mangroves. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. Uh, I, I'm I'm sorry, mother. Um uh is is this what I should do? And then he kind of like quickly ducks down, takes his boots off and stands uh in bare feet in the water. Yeah. I think this is in fact what you should be doing. Yes, but she <laughs> okay. Yeah, because she I see looks her over. Feet. 
I'm yeah. gonna say I'm gonna interject and say that no, this is not what you should be doing in a mangrove. Do not take your shoes off. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> there are leeches fair enough. and whatnot. Like yeah. and crabs. I take my shoes off because that's yeah. what you do in a temple, you... I guess. No, okay, that's yeah. not what you and okay, I think no. uh Saida's gonna interrupt uh because she can see this about to explode. And it's a bad, like, I mean, there are yep. more important things about to happen, right? Mm-hmm. And I think they will uh, first look at Bidohi and say, uh, don't take your shoes off. Oh, oh. There are okay. fish in here, and I don't know what kind yet. Moonlit, you are not going to yell at your son here. If you want to do such a thing, you can take him home. You can do it there. Mm-hmm. I, I, uh, yeah. I, uh, Saida, I think you can roll here. If you are attempting yeah. to calm Moonlit down, that is definitely a roll, and you are putting yeah, yourself at sense. great risk. I, w- I will point out that there are, there is room to indulge vice in here because of yeah, yeah. because of Moss's functional vice. But yeah, we shall I think see. Mm-hmm. I, I'm going to indulge vice after this conversation. I think. Yeah. Um, now is not the but time. For now, yeah. This seems like a sway. Mm-hmm. Could be a command though. I think sway or command either is fine. They will okay, have. Then I will do sway because yeah. I've got more mm-hmm. dice in it. Um, yep. What's my position and effect? It is risky standard, and the risk is to Bidrohi. Like, Moonlit is not pissed off okay. at you. I hope this is fair, Clo, but I yes. think it's the only way to make it make sense. I will Great, make fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yes, please I, assist. I, I, I'm a, a big move. fan of assisting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. <laughs> How are you assisting? Are you mm-hmm. like pleading with your mother or something? Okay, I think a re- there's a reason Bidrohi is like this, mm-hmm. which is that his mother lets him get away with most things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yep. I think, I don't think he's like intentionally manipulative, but like mm-hmm. when he's like genuinely puts his foot wrong and he doesn't mm-hmm. know that he does it, his, he, he like looks at her with this like, not like puppy dog face, but like a certain look in her eyes, in his eyes. That does make her soften up usually. Okay. Yeah, aid with your puppy uh, dog, guys. Very and well. And the reason I have stress is because I am stressed. Yeah. yeah. Yes, this makes sense. Um, okay, so sway risky standard with one bonus die. I'm not pushing myself. I'm not interested in any bargains. Just going to do this. Mm-hmm. That's two sixes. sixes. That's two sixes. Where were those sixes when I rolled an incredible number of dice to bring the Prince of Might? <gasps> Clearly, this is more yeah. important. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, what is going to happen here is, as your crit bonus, I think that we learn a thing about Moonlit, which is that you know she respects and reveres these trees. They are part of your culture, they are part of your religion, they are tremendously important. Uh, but you are an elder and a spiritual leader. And so your crit bonus here is that she's just going to accept that whatever Saida says about the trees and the ancestor goes. Like, Moonlit is normally a very authoritative woman, and she can talk you down on a lot of other fields, but she's not going to talk you down on matters of religion. And this yeah. role basically establishes that, right? Uh, so yeah. if you say the, there's no shouting in here, then fine, there is no shouting in here. That, yeah. you know... We have shouting at home. That is the law. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So, uh, <clears throat> there is a moment where she raises her hand, and... There is a moment where it looks like she might actually like do something, grab Bidrahi, do something drastic, strike him, but she yeah. doesn't. She freezes yeah. and she looks to Saida, and she's still staying in the Kethrisi dialect, 
I think she will say, yeah, she will hiss a word at you. And it is, it is one of those words that is difficult to translate, right? Yeah. But it is the kind of word that you use to demeaningly, demeaningly say outsider. Mm. And yeah, that she absolutely. is legitimately deeply insulted by the presence of someone who does not understand. Which I think is very fair. And so mm-hmm. I think what Saida will do is uh, I'm going to look at Bidrohi and Mushfiq uh, and I'm going to give them a socially acceptable reason to stand outside or leave because I don't know that they're running away from somebody, right? Um, or rather, I kind of see that they're... You mean like, Mumtaz? Bidrohi and Mumtaz. Yeah. yeah. No, but I'm going to like uh, mm-hmm. try and... Um, include Mushfiq in this so that it doesn't feel like I'm just sending him off, right? Okay. And so I will say to Bidrohi, look, Mushfiq is not feeling well. He did something stupid, like he always does. He ate something he shouldn't have eaten. You I feel fine. Um, shut up. You and Mumtaz, you please take him, get him some air, okay? Wash his face, and then you can come back in some 10, 15 minutes when he is feeling better, okay? And my my plan here, if only these two will go along with it, is now Mumtaz can leave without anybody feeling like I'm, they're being kicked out. Uh-huh. Yeah. So either Bidrohi or Saeed will have to make an action here because it was established as a consequence, unless Bidrohi resists it, that Mumtaz yeah, yeah. is genuinely curious about all this. Yeah. She doesn't know what the fuck yeah. is going on, but she has that instinct, right? So yeah. Bidrohi. I mean... Sherekatam, do you have an upset tummy? Yes, I'm going to throw up again. Can <laughs> <laughs> you throw up on command? That's pretty good. This, this is my role to get everyone out of here. Okay. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. If if me coming into this water is like, you know, insulting to the sacred water, then I am uh, assuming that Sherekatam throwing up into the water is also very, very bad. So, okay. Uh, exit for us, stage right. Okay. I will. Mm-hmm. Sherekatam, come. Okay. Sherekatam, okay. make a roll to throw up on command. I think finesse is the closest action that fits here. <laughs> Uh, it's like fine <laughs> control of your body. So I'm I, I'm framing this more as an actual like not that he's intentionally doing this uh, as some kind yeah. of like you know like yeah I think okay, he should yeah. assist me as we run away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes more sense. Like th- okay. this is an involuntary you... action. <laughs> okay, you were assisting Bidruhi's action. Fair enough. And Bidruhi, okay. you were just trying to extract yourself without further incident. Okay, uh, <laughs> Mom- oh, Mom- just Mumtaz, right? M- please. Uh, okay, Mum. Okay. This is, we can talk about this later. There is, this is very important for my family and there's some stuff going on. I don't really understand it either. There's this, uh, there's this tree. We, we'll talk about all of this later, but okay. This is Shere Khatam. He is the greatest man and he would be the love of my life if I were interested in men, but I am not. I am interested in yeah. you. Please uh, help me save his life. Uh-huh. Controlled standard. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Great. Uh-huh. She understands that Sherekatam is important. Yes. Uh, the controlled reason is actually because Saida rolled a crit. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> but, but, Great. You know. Love also, to roll well on this kind of roll. Yeah. Also, I'm sure Montas understands where she's not welcome. Probably, yeah. Yes. She clearly understands that something is going on here, at least. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I'm getting control standard. I'm getting a bonus dice from Sherekatam. 
tactics. Okay, and you roll a six. Yes. So, uh, she will remain curious. All that has not been taken away, but she understands yeah. that, like, she understands that this whole taking care of Sherry Katam is bullshit. But she also understands that it is—it's time to play along. This is, this is where you don't yeah, go off mean, script, <laughs> right? Yeah. This is so. this is the kind of thing where everybody knows that it's bullshit, but it's very important that everybody pretend it's not bullshit. Yeah, no, exactly. I don't know it's bullshit. Sherikatam is sick. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. great. Everybody, th- mm. apart from you, then. Yes. I, so she think... she just goes like, the great warrior laid low by some fruit. Come, let's take care of you. <laughs> yeah. And, yep. and uh, she uh, walks you out and goes, uh, uh, looks at Bidru here and goes, I think it's good you didn't take your shoes off. There's leeches. And I think, but I've decided yeah. not to. <laughs> yeah. I think it's in this moment also that we notice that Moss, you have a special bond with this tree. And I think that extends to the mm. ecosystem. So, in fact, Moss, you right. can take your shoes off in here and you will be fine, <laughs> weirdly. Nice. But uh, you, you probably come to realize this as other people who are not as attuned to the tree come in, right? You see, like, the fish stir about and, like, mm-hmm. the, the ecosystem get thrown out of whack. And then you're, you're just, like, standing there and the fish, like, eat dirt off your boots and aren't the slightest bit worried. Uh-huh. Yeah. Are you getting cool. a goddamn fish massage? Yep. Um, well, I my boots, so I'm sure I'm not feeling much of it. Yes. Uh, anyway, this leaves Saida and Moonlit and Moss in the room. And Moonlit is visibly shaking. Because, again, she went through a lot of emotions in a very quick process. <clears throat> Moss is fiddling with, like, uh, like a bracelet uh, on her arm and looking at it uh, and says, So I brought some things. Um, there's some fertilizer that I think is working well for it. Um, those branches over there, we need to keep pruning them because they keep breaking themselves against the corner, against the against the gravel or against the the cement. And and I think when I got here, they were very sick. Um, yeah, so I think if you guys want to think... help, um, that's what I'm gonna do. Yeah. I think Moonlit will turn around and she will bring her shaking hands to your temples and cheeks and just hold your face and look at it. And uh, she says, you you do not know how much you have done for me. Child. And then she leans forwards and places her forehead against yours. And there is like a long breath during which some of this stress and tension leaves her, and she basically steadies herself against you. Oh. I guess I don't. But uh, but I'm glad for it. You're right. Uh, Saida she's, is she's awkwardly... Right. Not awkwardly. Yeah. But, no, yeah. yeah, go on. She says, you're right. She's right, isn't she? And she looks to Saida to see if, like, you know, has Moss got the right of it? Is this what we need to do? Uh, and I think I'll say, um, I think Moss knows better than anyone what we need to do. Yeah, I think I have never it. seen this, but perhaps mm-hmm. Moss can see further than me. 
I'm sure that's not true. I just, I've just seen it. Uh, I've, just, I've just seen it a few times. I know I've, I've seen some, th some things I think work, but I'm glad that you are both here uh, and have your eyes on it. Yeah. Uh, Moonlit will reach into the pocket of her apron and take out the tools she uses to prune the trees, which she brought because she knew there, you know, mm -hmm. she probably yeah. didn't believe it until she saw it, but she knew there might be the possibility. And so she will very like ceremoniously and with great gravitas hand out these tools. And uh, then she will turn to Moss again and she will like follow your instructions and do as you say. And it's kind of a it's a very touching moment, right? Because she taught you to prune the bonsai trees. This is something that she did with you probably even before you were you were like exiled, right? Before yeah. you left the household. And now you are teaching her. So it's a very yeah, I think Saida's actually not going to um, take the tools because Saida is going to sit on a little branch and uh, she's going to sing instead. And she probably sings something that is normally sung at like maybe funerals or like I'm sure like there's also times when you just gather around the tree that you know your ancestors have been buried at and that kind of thing. Yeah, um, I mean, every, basically every culture has some kind of Day of the Dead type thing, right? Yes, so. yeah. So she will sing something that uh, that reminds herself, reminds Moonlit of like that ritual, um, because Moss was not alive when that kind of thing happened. And yep. um, I'm actually like... Probably while I, I think the music might be similar to, you know, the kind of Indian classical music that I'm thinking of, I actually think that um, the kind of wording I'm thinking of is uh, the Harry Martinson poem you sent me uh, about going somewhere that uh, you cannot come back from and about being transformed completely by... Um, by this journey and not knowing and not not like having any idea that kind of thing right mm -hmm. um excellent so yeah i think that you are both in a position to indulge your vice here because the excellent. because of moss's ability she can invite others to join yes. in the vice yeah so yeah i think you can both roll indulge vice i think it's a suitable moment for you to de-stress yes i rolled a six i rolled a six um, and, and I can add one, right? Because of her ability. Yeah. Uh, you can add up to two. Great. So I completely clear my stress. Same. Yep. Lovely. Wonderful. Yeah. So it is, in fact, a very, very touching spiritual moment. This like song, this tending to the tree, and uh, I think the you know if you guys clear seven stress, I think we look to mm. moonlit and. You know, he clears. She's not a player character, so she clears more stress than you mechanically can in the game. Because, yeah, this is a big deal to her. <laughs> we have Moon just learned yeah. how big a deal Moon it is. Moonlit clears a trauma. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I have an idea for this afterwards. Then. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but uh, she is. You know, this this does not stop her from being incredibly pissed off at Pitra here. Yeah. Um, 
But I think we cut back to the other scene outside then, as we have this incredibly touching moment inside from which Bidruhi and Mushfik have been kicked out. And uh, it is Mumtaz turning towards, like, Mushfik has ostensibly poisoned himself. Yep. Um, so she will turn to him and uh, say, Are you all right? What possessed you to eat something in a dank old basement? Uh, yeah, I'm, uh, <clears throat> yeah, I'm, I'm fine. I'm fine. It's, uh, oh. And I think, uh, maybe this question has kind of actually stumped Mushfik a little bit because there was, he didn't actually see a reason not to do it. He's been eating these fruits all his yeah. life. Like, uh, yeah. Shere yeah. <laughs> Katam is absolute ledge and batshit crazy and has voracious appetites. When you combine all of that together and a religious experience, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you eat a weird tree, I guess. She tilts, but... she tilts her head and she says, religious experience? Because again, she doesn't actually understand what's going on and she's very curious. Uh, I think so. Is this correct, Sharekatam? Um, no, I, 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 okay. So off topic, I don't think... Like and I don't just to see if any, everyone else agrees with me. I don't think like eating the fruit is religious. Like I mean, when I say he knows what it tastes like, that was more of a yeah. As a, no, absolutely. Know. We have established that there are these ancestral bananas, and they're just a fruit. Like again, yeah, this is this is all part of like a symbiosis ecosystem that just keeps people alive, right? So yeah. Yeah. the the trees feed the people. Sometimes they feed them by the rice that grows around the roots. Sometimes they yeah. feed them plantains. <laughs> it's yeah. yeah. I, yeah, so yeah, then Mushfi just goes, No, really, really just no, they just uh, they just taste really good, Why? which I suppose is spiritual in its own way. Uh, yeah, I have you never had an okay. ancestral banana, Bidruhi? <laughs> no, I have not had an ancestral banana, uh, but, but I keep them, I keep them at home all the time. <laughs> Should yeah. we okay? How about? Since since um since mother well, is going to be busy for a while and um, Uzra is currently at home, probably missing her family, we would you like to finish this lovely day by going back to the boarding house and having some ancestral bananas with Sherikata Mendai? I was just about to suggest that sounds lovely. Then it seems the three of us are people entirely in sync. And this is a great day for me because my spiritual brother and the woman I am some uh, engaged in emotional and physical relations with, we are all in sync together. This is excellent for me. I am having okay. a great time. So, are you sure you don't want to have a threesome with Mushfiq and <laughs> this girl whose name I can never remember? Because I think Mumtaz. we could manage it. <laughs> Mumtaz, yeah. Yes. We could do well, it. That's not... We have actually established that's not a real name, but it is the name she's using at the moment. So yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. This is an open question, but I feel the answer to that is that perhaps the city is not ready. Yes. Well, uh, what uh, what what is going to happen here is that both of you guys are going to indulge your vice as well. I think, like, you don't have to, but it seems like you have an opportunity to because Mush fixes food, and these are some excellent bananas <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm and Pedro is just hanging out with his girlfriend. So yeah, well, I'm at I'm at five. So uh, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. I am. Um, it, it it's just a normal rule for us. 
Yeah. Yep. Yep. Just a normal indulge vice roll, and you can overindulge here, but uh, mm. Mushvik is at no such risk because he rolled a two. Yeah. Ah, nice. Mm. I couldn't have so, overindulged like, actually. Yes. The the reason seems obviously like, uh, that Mushvik doesn't clear more stress is that there weren't enough ripe bananas. You have to import mm. them unripe and let them ripen a bit. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> there was only like one that was good enough. Mm-hmm. I thought it may have been because uh, he just threw up and it's not great eating after you've just thrown up. Yeah, maybe but... that's also why. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like, by the way, that Mushvik found out about this whole, like, yeah, some, someone died down here while carrying a seed and didn't tell anyone because he was busy throwing up. <laughs> but, yep. But maybe he will share it with Saida and Moss later. Oh, um... Uh... I thought like uh, it was implied that I would have said something. So if, I, it, if it, well, if it's yeah. important, let's just say that I did say that. Yeah, if, you if shared. Yeah. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Okay, I think that wraps up this scene for now. But uh, Moonlit is still going to be very unhappy with Pedrohi and will want to have a talk with him. So that is a scene that is happening. Okay. Is there another I, scene that should happen before this, though? I'm very happy to follow up first with that, but I do want to know: Did Mumtaz have a nice time? Oh yeah, she had a lovely time. Excellent. I mean, you didn't succeed on the role to show her a good time thieving, but I think the consequence is, you know, she had a good time learning more about you, and she's become fascinated with you and your people. Mm-hmm. And uh, she is not going to probably respect everyone's boundaries. So that's fine. She, that's just... she had a good time, but not in the way you were intending. I think it's okay. And she gets to go home with an uh, in- interesting gift, which is. Her boyfriend's rival's left boot. Yes. <laughs> yep. They are going to turn it into a prop in one of their plays. Yes. I think. Excellent. Very hey. good. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. I think as she goes, I turn to uh, Sherekata and say, Am I or am I not luckiest man in hospitality ghetto? Sherekata, you can tell me. Uh, sure. Why not? Sherekatam, you are always understating because you do not wish to reveal your cards because you are always keeping people guessing. Mm, all right. Okay, so Mushvik is going to give Vidrohi some, uh, I don't know, like uh, older brother to younger brother type of advice. It's like, uh, look, Vidrohi, um, I'm sure you like this girl and you know, you're having a nice time and everything, but... <sighs> Look, these Uzuwash and these Ash Cluster girls, right? They're like snakes. She's going to wrap her quills around you, right? And she's not going to let you go. Listen to your mother. Find a a nice Catrice girl. Know any? Hmm? What, me? Yes, I mean, you're giving me feedback on what I should not do, but I think every piece of feedback should also have a nice, actionable piece of advice on what I could do instead. What do you mean? What you could do? It said, do whatever. What you've been doing, just uh, you know, with people we can trust. Hmm. Okay, I will do what I am doing with someone I can trust. Very good. I will keep this in mind, and I nod sagely, mm-hmm. and I will continue to do what I'm doing because I trust Mumtaz. This is a yeah. bad idea. She told Don't me she's a thief. <laughs> She told me she's a thief, yes. which shows that she has strength of character and definitely is an upfront uh, stand-up kind of person. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, Mumtaz and the Blue Smoke Troop, for their part, are going to be looking into some Ketrisi plays 
about this interesting place. Mm. And let me remind you, when they look mm. into place, they mean shit like research place that contains <laughs> yes. spiritual secrets. So yes, <laughs> it'll all work out. It'll all be fine. Mm. It's fine. Uh, yep. I do want to have a scene with my mother, but other people can have a scene first if they want. So uh, I think the logical scene to happen chronologically next is Moonlit coming home. Mm -hmm. I will say one thing that I think before uh, we wrap up, we should make sure that everyone's downtimes are done. Yeah. yeah, I was going to say. And yeah. one Every, of the scenes everyone, I do want to do... Go on. Yeah. Everyone has had uh, uh, one downtime action yes. at this point. Yeah, but yeah, yes. but we can breeze yeah. through the rest. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I agree. Um, I just think this situation with Moonlit must be resolved. And I think yes, it's best absolutely. to I, agree. I want to do that too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Then we will see um, if we are... Yeah. Yeah, I think what I want to do before next session is to talk to everyone about uh, this Prince Tatham thing so mm -hmm. that we can see what happens next with that. Because mm -hmm. um, I think we have been sitting on it for a while, which is fun, but I think like it's time to break that tension. So, yeah. Yes. Absolutely. I, I, okay. I want to know what Saeed is up to. Yeah. Okay, how about this? We have a scene with Moonlit returning to the house, and then we have Saida talking to people, and then we do downtimes. Yeah, sounds good. Sound good? Sounds good. Oh, I okay. hope uh, Mushvik's uh, comments on Mumtaz weren't uh, too harsh. No. <laughs> no, because uh, you know, I heard Prince go wow when I said she was like a yes. snake. <laughs> no, <laughs> well, but... no, it was mostly that why don't you find a nice Ketherisi girl, where I was like, yes. It's channeling uh, but, this kind of vibe very well. No, I, I think uh, it, it was in um, it's in uh, Mushvik's character to be like yeah. kind of insular, like you know, distrusting Absolutely. outsiders. Yeah. All right. mm -hmm. So you know what they so, say: you can either get a nice girl or a Ketrisi girl. Am I right, guys? <laughs> hey, wait a minute. Excellent. So. I think uh, anyone can be in the scene because Moonlit is just going straight back to the boarding house, right? That it makes sense for anyone to follow her. But, mm. but uh, yeah, uh, she is going to want to talk to Bidrihi, right? Okay. How about I, so? I don't think Saida will be in the scene because they have A, interfered already, and then they said B, you want to do the yelling, you do it on your own time, right? So I, think, I don't think yeah. they're going to follow and be like, and this is my time too. So, okay. yeah. I yeah. know what's going to happen then. Mm -hmm. uh, before my mother makes it home, like I think partway yeah. between the mm -hmm. grotto? It was a grotto, right? Basement. Or basement, It's yes. a basement, yeah. Okay. Before the basement and before she makes it back home, uh, mm -hmm. I'm going to intercept her. Okay. Right, so you're cutting her off before she gets home. Very well, you meet her in the streets of Bundervest then. Mm -hmm. This, like, fairly large, strong woman. Uh, yeah. She sees you, and uh, she looks uh, conflicted, I think. She didn't expect to see you here. Hello, are you comfortable with it if uh, Moss is in the scene as well? Because I think Absolutely. she would have yeah, wanted to not let leave uh, Bidrahi alone for this. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So she'll be with uh, with Moonlit. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, mother and sister Moss. Uh, I, 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 I'm glad that I managed to catch you before you both came back to the house. I am assuming you are both going back to the house. 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Moonly just looks at you. She's like, okay, you have something to say? Yes. Uh, I am aware that what happened earlier was was very bad. But I'm not entirely aware exactly why. And I'm saying this not because to make some sort of excuse, but to say that I didn't mean to give offense. I I just ran into a little bit of trouble with Mumtaz, and we were running there because we knew it would be a safe place. Because Sister Moss uh, goes there. I didn't expect to find something very important there. I mean, I knew about the tree, but I guess I didn't really know about the tree. If you understand? And I am... Sorry I, for what happened. I thought I told you not to see that woman or to bring her to our home. Yes, we did talk about that. And when we talked about it, I said that I would do it anyway. We can have an argument about that, I think, later. And I think we probably will. But that's not why I came to see you in the street. I came to see you in the street because I didn't know that I was going to that I was bringing her to somewhere very important that I didn't mean to upset people. So I am meeting you on the street because if you will allow me, you and Sister Moss, both of you, I would like you both to take me back to the basement so that I can see the tree and learn from you what it is so that I may understand properly. We will, and we will go and prune it again, and you will come with us. And you brought this girl here, and you you still want to keep seeing her? Yes, I do. Is this not my decision, Mother? She, uh, she takes a moment, and she thinks, and she says, it is yours, and it's also hers. She has seen the tree. She says, turning to Moss. So, I suppose there is no harm in asking her to convert. Convert? What did you say, Chloe? Does it convert? Because... Yeah. Yeah. Uh And uh, she says, I don't know how serious you are about this girl, but you, you know about our family. You know how important it is. Our bloodline, our heritage... If you want things to go any further with this woman, then she would be part of the family. Okay, I mean, that is, if things go well, of course, then she will be part of the family. I thought that was without saying. But can you convert to becoming Ketrisi? And okay, see, this is why I think you should take me to the tree and teach me because, okay, that's clearly things I don't understand about any of this, but. It's news to me that you can convert to being Ketrisi, okay? Um, yeah. I think well, we're going to. I think we're going to teach you, so that you may teach her. Well, yeah. Or. Okay. Yeah. This moonlit, is... uh, moonlit size, and she says, maybe convert is too, uduash on a word. But, if I am to accept her. And the tree has to. I think uh, Bidro is just kind of like looking very serious because mm-hmm. 
I think it's less about oh my god, my girlfriend has to convert to whatever mm. this is, and more like yeah. my girlfriend has to convert to something. Am I like? I mean, I don't think I don't even know if I believe it in something. Yeah. What is this? Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, okay, and then he's like, okay, mm-hmm. we first I will understand, and then we can see, and if it is too much for her to convert to whatever this is or understand or we, we shall see. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think I think this is the scene, and I think it's decision now. Like, okay, if you if you seriously want to date this woman, then she can learn to worship trees too. This is this is mm-hmm. the compromise. This is as far as she's willing to go. Okay. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I hope this is a, an interesting arc to you. <laughs> yeah, we shall see if I want to convert to the tree. Yes, yes, Let's... you were you were entirely irreligious, but yeah, I think this is you know, this is the complicated thing about culture and religion and family yes. and tradition and all this, right? Like, yeah. this is what, what does happens. It mean to be part of a Ketrisi family. Well, it means being related to trees. <laughs> this yeah. is yes. This is what happens when you have a religion and then you go somewhere else and then you raise kids and they don't know about the religion and suddenly they have to yep. know about the religion. We shall find yep. out. This I I don't think this is in any ways a unique yes. experience. <laughs> yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I don't even know if the Ketrisi like necessarily viewed it as a religion historically. It's just something you do. But in Uduasha, it's no longer something you do. So now it has to be. Now you have to think about it. Okay. Bidrahi will think about it, and he will go yep. have hang out with the tree. Mm-hmm. Later. Yes. Yeah. I think we don't necessarily have to do this scene now. I think the next important scene is actually Saida because Moss has told everyone about the tree and now Saida needs to tell everyone yes. about the... So what has actually yep. happened here is that uh, Emma has told the crew about tree and now tree is telling the crew about Prince. That's not confusing <laughs> at all. <laughs> <laughs> Very funny. I'm yeah. not going to like you, that's fine. What? Uh-huh. <laughs> um, Go ahead. What I'm gonna, I'm gonna quickly do my other downtime action um, mm-hmm. before this, which is uh, I am going to continue working on this clock to uh, reestablish um, connection with Mister Rohini, because okay. uh, the temptation to work on light as a feather is ever present. But this, mm-hmm. like, I broke this contact, like, in session three. Um, yep. And the way that I'm going to do it is I am going to uh, see whether I can get into... Um, hmm, what is the best way for me to do this? Okay, yeah, I think what I'm going to do is uh, I am the vizier of the House of Lies. And I'm going to see whether I can submit a form uh, to get myself certified as the vizier of the House of Lies, mostly as a way to get Mr. Rohini's attention. I, I don't okay. think this, like, that makes any yeah. sense. Okay, I think we've, like, been saying yeah. okay, how, we've been saying House of Lies, but I do want to remind everyone that there is, in fact, a House of Deception. Yep. I know. Yes. This is Correct. Salman's, Salman's situation is complicated. Yes. <laughs> this yes. is. He's, so he's not a lot. Confused. Yeah, Salman's yeah. thing 
thing is not the house of lies in the sense that like they deceive people it it's more metaphysical <laughs> like, yep. He, yep. he is the house of things that are literally not true <laughs> so yeah yeah i mean he um, used to be not true and now he's well anyway yeah don't worry about look it. you broke so, this man's mind and now nothing he does yes. makes any sense anymore this is the yeah. Also, something uh, something in deep Ipring happened to him when mm-hmm. I pulled yeah. upon Prince Tatham, and that's that yep. may or may not have infected. Anyway, uh, I think it's a study. Yeah, could be a sway. You're filing some bullshit. You, yeah, I think it's a study. You're filing yeah. some bullshit paperwork to try to get Mr. Heaney's attention. Yeah, I think it can be either a study um, or a sway. I'm gonna roll a study, uh, and mm-hmm. I think that like basically what I want here is. <laughs> Uh, to try and find the like find the right form, mm-hmm. um, so that when I file it, he can be like, "What the fuck?" I don't know that mm-hmm. it's that it's a heat. To be clear, Mister Rohini, so far as we know, has no pronouns, but none yeah. So study mm-hmm. as a fortune. Mister Rohini is a they in the sense that they are an organization. I think is how most yes. people view it. But oh six my ticks. god, I rolled a six. That's yeah, three ticks. Yes, you know the what? reason for this? Yeah. Uh huh. Uh, I'm just going to spend, I've got two stash. I'm just going to spend a coin and fill this up. Yep. But yeah, go on. Uh, I think the reason why this works is that you fill out this totally bullshit form that shouldn't mean anything. And then Mr. Heavey gets back to you with like, why does this make sense? This isn't supposed to make sense. This is a clearly bullshit form. But something has happened. Something very weird yeah. has happened, and you now represent an institution that doesn't exist and yet has the correct paperwork. Excellent. Um, so very good. It, um, uh, I think, yeah, Salman's whatever Salman has done, Rohini has yes. noticed it, and now you yes. you have established yourself as like I know Salman. I'm your way to yeah. him. Yeah, correct. Right. So I'm gonna uh, retake my upward tick mark with Mister Rohini. Mm-hmm. Great. You are now in Mr. Um, Rohini's good graces again. Yeah, because I... Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I would like to invite everybody uh, to our lab where um, I am just doing some stretches and hanging out and waiting for everybody to turn up, except that it is the middle of the night. Okay. And we have been invited to the lure. Okay. Yes, that's why we're there. Yeah. I, I think... told everybody to come in the middle of the night. Is this the same night? It could be a different night. It doesn't have to be the same night. It's probably a different okay. night. Okay. Regardless, I think like it's soon enough that Bidre uh, wanders in, looking quite somber and and kind of glum. Mm. Uh, and not expecting to see on his face. Oh, hello, I, I, Yeah. Bidrohi, you're looking quite uh, defeated. I suppose what you and your mother spoke about did not go so well. I have things to think about, Auntie. Well, I'm afraid I will be giving you more things to think about. Where are uh, Mushfiq and Moss? Mm, Mushfiq is here. Hello. <laughs> uh, he oh, appears I... from behind you. <laughs> yeah. Where did you come from? I think he appears from the break room, in fact. Yeah. Where... He's, just, with the he's just there suddenly behind, say, so the... uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. With the sandwich. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> by, by the prince! <laughs> Not something. Uh, and, the life out of you. And Sister Moss is probably here, standing in a corner. We just haven't noticed her yet. No, actually, Moss comes in, and yeah. she has 
you've started noticing since being at the tree how often she has uh brown like kind of like dirt on her fingers as she does now. Mm. Ah, moss. Very good. The storm so, moss comes um, with me. She does. Wordlessly. Mm -hmm. I'm sure you're all wondering why I've called you here. <laughs> and I think she kind of laughs to herself because she probably knows a meme or two. Um, <laughs> and, you're going and to then, tell us something very strange, cryptic, and insane. As is your wantonty. You know, Vidrohi, I've been noticing you are getting more and more observant. Mm. I approve. Yes, that is exactly what I am about to do. And it's uh, going to be very simple. In fact, Moss has already heard it from me. And it is this. The Prince of Endings is coming. And we will be here to receive him. Do I need because to we know prepare some that food? he has always been here. Is this like one of your old flings? Uh, when is he coming? We have some uh, food in the break room, but I don't know if it's going to be enough for the prince. Uh. I do not know what he eats, and I do not think he loves. But I can be sure of neither of these things. What is important is that you accept fully and truly that there are six princes. There are six, though they would have you believe there were only five. Would they have us believe that? <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, are you talking about the key bearers, Auntie? Yes, that is what they call themselves, don't they? The key bearers. As if they, what is that story they tell about going and making a key out of death and life and singing to it and then unlocking this gate as if they have come to save us? No. We know that's not what happened. What happened is that the Prince of Endings ended a gate. And then when he finished ending the gate, they threw him into the wilderness and then they built a gate behind them so nobody else could follow. That's what they did. And then they named themselves key bearers, as if they had done some great deed. It is okay. true. I have seen what they have seen. Okay, so Mushfik doesn't understand what's going on, but he's going to pretend that he does understand what's going on. So Good. I'm going to roll study and see what I can, how, how much I picked up from this. Mm -hmm. Sure. I am going to take one stress to assist you. Okay. <laughs> because I'm you looking into your eyes. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's very mm -hmm. important. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Let's see. You, should, you should have added yeah. one die. Oh, I should have added one. I'll get the okay, there. so it's the first one. So it's a five, actually. Well, it's five. Okay. You got eight. Mm. <laughs> yeah, so. Right. Um, this is, you, I think you can definitely understand that this is goddamn bonkers. Yeah. 
But I think also, right, I wasn't expecting to roll a five, but I think which is actually not a bad roll. But I think yeah, then Bushwick does remember, um, oh, like, oh, we prob you've probably gone on about the key bearers at some point before. Maybe not about the Prince yeah. of Endings, but it's like, I oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm on board. I think something <laughs> that everyone does know about Sayyide is that, you know, she is mm. trying to, like, mm. doing prophecy, building gods, doing yeah. occult stuff, so... Yeah, you could probably piece something together from that, right? The key bearers are what Tree has been calling the five demon princes of Uduasha since mm. season one. Uh, yeah. mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah, so and I think that's what people I, in Uduasha call them. That is what people in Uduasha call them. I'm pretty sure. I feel like that's kind of what people across Aruvia call them, even because the yeah. propaganda is very good. Um, and this is one person's attempt to destroy that propaganda all on their mm. own. Mm. Um, yeah. So what yeah. does Mushpik learn? On top of what he would know anyway about the he would know about <laughs> the key bearers, obviously. Yeah. yeah. I think you can tell me, Adiat. What do you think that like um, lies behind this veil for Mushfik? Well, I don't know because I was I was going to fail that roll and it would be funny, but I've succeeded. <laughs> so okay, but you only rolled a five, I'm... so I think yeah, Shvika only yeah. understands the basics, right? He yeah, neither yeah. Yeah. he neither okay. does not understand it nor have some special insight. Yeah. Okay, I have a question here, which is: Is this something that only Saida knows about, or is it something that some esoteric mm -hmm. masters in Ketris would know? No, nobody knows about it. This is Saida all on their own, getting mm -hmm. up in the morning and deciding I will do this. Um, yeah. The playwright that... of the of the play you were at arguably knew it, but yeah, I, yeah, I that's think very it arguable. seems to me it seems to me that this, if I can uh, completely mangle an analogy, is uh -huh. like um, if you have some kind of mathematical proof that you can prove using several different um, subfields, right? Somebody yeah. might use linear algebra, somebody might mm -hmm. use geometry, and so on. The fundamental truth may may well be that uh, Saida is inventing a whole new mathematical field in order to prove something. Yeah. Um, but I think, therefore, what Absolutely. what it is that only they know is only they know this specific method that they're kind of coming up with. Mm -hmm. She doesn't yep. know who else has come up with it in different ways. Nope. Nope. Mm -hmm. Well, I think Mushfik would then definitely be able to tell that this is from the play. What he does with that, I don't know. But speaking uh, of the play, mm. I, I was the... For a brief moment during the play, during, when everything became very, very strange, mm. I was about to be possessed by some sort of like avatar of the prince of Prince Katam. I remember yes, this. Yes. Mm -hmm. Correct. And I resisted this by ha having a great ego. Yep. Mm. Uh, I would like to roll a tune, mm -hmm. maybe as a fortune or something, because I feel like hearing this would, regardless of like what I actually want to do, create some sort of like effect. Okay, absolutely. Yes. Uh, roll a tune. Yeah. I, I don't. And... I don't think I can. Unfortunately, I don't think I can help you on this because I don't even know that it happened to you. Yes. And uh, okay, I will give you a choice. This can be a fortune roll, or it can be. Controlled standard, and if it is controlled standard, then you are also automatically accepting a devil's bargain of this being linked to Moss. Oh, mm. damn, that is so good. Emma, do you like this? I assume you do. I like this, yes. Yes, I know, I know you as a human being. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Unlike the rest of us who only know Emma as a voice. Mm-hmm. 
That is true. Uh, yes. Adyat has also met her. Adyat. Oh, yes. Ah, yes. Oh, yeah. Yes, well, we can all confirm yes. that Emma is real. Uh-huh. Prince and I, then. Mm. Uh-huh. Fun fact about Emma. She saved my life. Oh. What? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we will not unpack this for now. So, bonus dice, devil's. So, the devil's bargain does give me a dice, right? Yes, it does. Okay, it's not one of those devil's dice. That's like it. This is an automatic consequence. Nope. No, okay. this is a very good. Take a bonus dice. It's a and... six. Oh my okay. god! Amazing. So. Uh, what this thing means is that you, I guess you understand, you come to an understanding, right? You have the standard effect. Uh, so you understand that you had this vision of the Prince of Endings. And I think the other thing you understand, since this is linked to Moss, is that you remember Moss's emotional state after that. Moss was half mad having lived through, you know, an entire past life, which we now know is a future life. As a pigeon, right? Or some kind of bird? Well, as I'm someone who was symbolically bird. a bird. Ah, yeah. Mm. Yeah. So it, the whole thing is veiled in mm. allegory. And I think mm. the six here is realizing that, yes, the play was indeed prophetic. There is something here. And also that Moss actually has mm. seen it. Like, in hindsight, right, as you piece together your memories, Bidruhi, you come to realize that your sister has indeed gazed into some sort of abyss, and the abyss has gazed back into her. Mm. Mm. Do I understand that I did the same? But me, I do. guess maybe not. Okay. I think I think you rolled a six here. So what you understand is that you, you know, did it, but you looked away. Oh, I see. And she actually saw it. Hmm. I think I turned to uh, Moss, and I kind of like uh, squeeze her hand and say, "Are you all right, sister?" I'm. I'm. I'm all right. Yes. Uh, why? Because, and then I think like Bidri understands this on some level, but maybe he can't articulate it because it's all perhaps too esoteric and strange for him. But it's but I think like he he what he managed to uh, say uh, as he's trying to figure it out is I because you have seen you have, you've seen this thing right you've seen this Prince Katham or or oh, sorry I wouldn't know Prince Katham. Uh, Oh no, I would, wouldn't I? Because yeah. I have, I was, the, I saw, I was in yeah. the play, I saw the thing. Mm-hmm. You know about this Prince Khatam? Mm. Oh my God, that's our name. Mm. Okay. Yes. Oh, okay. 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 Um. Okay, so I have clearly... a question for you. Okay, but can I ask a question first? Yeah, sure. And I was asking as tree, so. You ask oh, me in character, and then I'll ask you out of character. Okay, no, you ask me no, out of character first, then. Okay, because with a six, I think the question here is, what do you understand about Prince Katam that uh, nobody really expects you to, that perhaps even Saida doesn't know? Mm. Or doesn't, like, get, even if they kind of, like, understand it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think Vidri understands that on some level... Uh, he is Prince Khatam. But mm. I think he also feels that on several levels, we, uh, on, on, a, on another level, we all are. Mm. Excellent. 
Yes. Mm-hmm. So I don't think he and feels that you know he was the chosen one to manif- who was going to manifest Prince Khatam. Uh, mm. I think he feels that we all have the potential to be the one to manifest Prince Khatam, and this is not necessarily a good thing. Mm. Yep. Very fair. Okay. Mm-hmm. Sorry, yeah. you were gonna ask something. Okay, and he was like, "Okay, uh, Auntie, I have several questions." First question, uh, maybe it's a statement. I don't know. Um, okay, the key bearers and their, um, you know, they, 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 they rule Uduasha and they rule Uduvia. Yes, that is what they say. That is what it seems like. Yes. Okay. 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 But Auntie, okay. Well, maybe they say that they deserve it or whatever. But like, okay, they definitely rule Uduasha, right? Like that's. We 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 see the noble houses. We see the men in uniforms, and all that. Like we see that. That's that's real. They do rule Udvasha. And what, Pedrohi, is real? And this is really the madness of Saida that she is challenging exactly this. What is real, Auntie? Uh, okay. Uh, let. I, I am not equipped for metaphysical debate. What I can, what I am equipped for, is understanding that we are, you know, we are just some people in this city, in a very small, poor part of the city, and most people don't like us very much. And you know, we have been getting a little bit of like extra support. People are knowing us a little bit. Um, all of these things are good and very great and Ketris forever, Ketris in the bad, all of that, very good. Um, but these are the people who run the entire country. And there's five of them. They like to say that there's five of them. And they have, you know, they don't like each other very much, but maybe they like each other. They have their own thing going on. And we can, you know, have a good life doing our own thing and we can do quite a lot of things and have good life and you know maybe cause some str- some ruckus in the city and all of that so long as we don't start telling people that there is okay guys there is totally a sixth key bearer or whatever or sixth demon or like maybe like the whatever you were saying that there's a sixth person okay and this person this this prince has the oh guess what same name as us you understand that this is way for us to all get very, very killed. And I think Saida will look at you and say, are you done? I mean, I can keep going on because this is a very serious thing and we can get killed in many, many ways. But yes, I suppose I am. That can be summarized. I can, I can let you respond. Good. We are not small, poor people. We do not live in a tiny corner. We are on Khatab of Ketras. We were singing to trees before the sun was in the sky. And I know that this scares you, that taking what has been taken from us may well get us killed. But we are not alive in this way. You may be. I am not. The most we have of our heritage is a tree in a basement that 
is a miracle given to us. There is no prince. Khatam. His name is Khatam. And I think this is like they are going to call upon his name again. But what is happening here is again quite metaphysical. Uh, they're saying, yeah, you're right. It's true. Reality is that this prince doesn't exist. And then they're going to say, reality is that the prince exists. And then they're going to try and I'm going to try and roll. Okay. You're speaking the name. I yep. don't know if it's a roll the second time because you're speaking the sure. same name. You are you are yeah, it's, doing yeah. the same thing that you did to Moss, yeah. So yeah. there will be a revelation here. Yes. Moss has okay. already had this revelation of the future, but like as Saida says this, you will have a vision. I think this is what overcomes you, and so you're going to see two things at once, or possibly disjointed in time. The first is Kagazaranya, the forest of paperwork, where there is one little letter. One little gilded contract or passport, I should say, at the very center of it that says that you are House Ankatam and it is growing roots. That little paper is growing roots into other papers and other papers and other papers throughout the bureaucracy. And the other thing that you are going to see is that it is indeed true that there are only five key bearers and there are only five towers. And there is no sixth spire, forlorn and forgotten in the desert, because that thing in the desert that stretches to the sky, that's not a spire. It's a tree. Amazing. I got no problem with that. That's good. Yeah, uh, I have yeah. several problems. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, you got to do something about it. I have, yep. uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. This is really good. Uh -huh. I want to be very clear that this is very good, and I will continue to aggressively have no idea. And I think that is the best way uh -huh. to play this game. Mm -hmm. Because and I have a reply to this that we have to get it out. Yes. Good. Yes. Good. Good. Yes. It's very uh -huh. important. And I see mm -hmm. this vision. Yeah. And I say, okay. Clearly, being Ketrisi means a lot more than I thought. And I think Bidra is like being intentionally very calm. Uh, and I think, I don't think any of you like know him well enough to realize that he's having a full on panic attack. Yeah. Like not even, yeah, not even his well sister. Enough. I mean, yeah. she, she's, she wasn't there for most of his life. So yeah, yeah sure. And since then he's just been, he's just been doing a bit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, okay. I see that there's a lot for me to learn. And it seems that there's a lot for me to learn about being Ankatam as well. Um, but you know, okay. About us being dead, first of all, auntie, very much I would like to remind you that I have a little sister who's very alive. My mother is very alive. And I understand that something seems to be happening that we can't stop. I can't, I can't make you stop what's happening. I don't know if you did it or what, whatever, but something is happening. And I, I understand that if we don't seize control of this and if we don't lean into this, then it's going to happen either way and then it's going to go badly. Only way for it to go good for us is to actually engage with it, meet it directly, like the absolute badasses we are. 
all of this is true. Very good. But auntie, sister Moss, share khatam, and also to myself so that I can hear myself. I would, it is very important that we all stay alive and my little sister stays alive and my mother stays alive. And okay, Al Qadar and Khatam and all those other people, they all stay alive. Okay, we what we can't have what's going to happen be at the cost of all these people and us stopping being alive and becoming dead as you, Auntie, think we already are. Okay, can we do that? Can we step away from the metaphysical bullshit for a bit and make sure that people don't get fucking killed? You may please respond. I will, I will pay no cost. No, that's not what she says. They will pay no cost before I pay. I do not do this for some great ideal. I do it so they might wake in the morning and breathe freedom. I do not ask anything of them. And I will give them the word. Because Prince Khatam will watch over them from now until before time. Okay. That's very good to know. Second thing is not as important, but perhaps request. The five key bearers and their noble houses, they rule all this shit. They made things very bad. Uh, I don't understand what it means to add a sixth key bearer or whatever, or remove the five. Okay, you, you can tell me the metaphysics of this or however it will actually end up being. But whatever's happening, I would very much appreciate if we didn't just create, okay, now it's the same thing, but now we are in charge. He will be the prince of endings. He will end himself before it occurs. Okay, auntie, this is a great and very illuminating conversation we are having. Um, okay, um, I think he's just going to. <laughs> I think he's going yeah. to get up and go for a walk. <laughs> Good, you should. <laughs> um, yep. And I think, like, it's really like I want to underscore here that this. Saida is has really seen a world that does not work for them and rejected their reality in favor of her own, right? Mm -hmm. um, and she gets to live in a world in which that is possible, which mm -hmm. it's not for many of us. Um, so I think, like, yeah, that conversation is really like uh, making that fact clear. Great. Yes. Saida can have a little emancipatory daydreaming as a treat. Uh -huh. That's what yes. this is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh -huh. Uh -huh. Very good. Very good. Let's yes. do downtime. Yes. <laughs> mm. Mm. yes. Yes. Let's start with, mm. I suppose, Bidruhi, who went on a walk. Yep. Mm. Okay. I, I think I'm going on a walk and I'm mm -hmm. thinking about. What all these things mean. And I think I'm going to go to the harbor mm -hmm. where there's still work going on. 
where the Scovlanders are still straining their muscles, where mm-hmm. Ketrisi are lining up to try to find some work that the Scovlanders have all monopolized. And I'm seeing all of these things, and I'm not seeing Scovlanders taking advantage of Ketrisi or like kicking, put, putting mm-hmm. them aside. Though I am seeing that. I am seeing... I'm also looking out into the city that makes this happen. I'm seeing all these things. And it's not that, you know... Bidrahi obviously has a lot of Ketrisi pride. He's got that revolutionary spirit. But it has never come at this price before. Or at least, it hasn't seemed this big and scary before. Mm-hmm. So he's looking at all, all these reminders of to, to make it more down-to-earth. Yeah. And he looks at all of this. And then he takes a deep breath. And then he... And then he takes a deep breath and then he heads back towards the school, hoping that uh, at this point, since there's been a few hours, that people have gone home. Mm -hmm. And he stands in the courtyard and then he takes out his sword. And then he kind of like looks up into the sky where, I mean, even though the the sun broke, and fell into the waters mm-hmm. of the Void Sea, there's still a little bit of sun, some sort of light that comes out. Yep. Around dawn, dawn and dusk. Sun, sunrise and sunset. Mm-hmm. Uh, he raises his sword up towards the sky, and then he says, Okay. Mr. Khatam, if you are listening, then I would like you Consider that this sword I am raising now is a sword that I have raised before because my father told me to. And now it is a sword that I wish to raise because it will keep my my family and my people safe. And I would very much appreciate if I did not have to raise this sword to keep them safe from you as well. Uh, Powerful. I am probably not addressing you correctly, but I have no idea what's going on, and I'm making this up as I go along. And um, I okay, let's let let's let's start. And then I think I'm going to go through my forms, uh, and I have invoked I have invoked the name of uh, Prince Khatam or Mister Khatam. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I hope that this helps consecrate. The- the temple grounds at least a little bit somehow okay working on consecrating the temple grounds absolutely by invoking mr khatam yes absolutely yes. yeah okay. so uh, what sort of action is this um, skirmish yep absolutely valid. i want, skirmish. Yeah, I want, I want to do my very best mm-hmm. mm, fortune roll oh six nice i think i consecrate so hard that um i mean i i often work up a sweat but i'm like dripping sweat mm-hmm. and the sweat is falling onto the earth yeah. and i think as we leave the camera kind of like lingers on the earth yeah absolutely yes uh, yeah it lingers on the earth and uh, perhaps something somewhere takes root yes excellent three mm. ticks to this clock please take it yes i did 
Okay, very cool. Uh, what is Mushpik? Downtime action. Well, I have one left. I indulge some uh, vice, but mm -hmm. I'm only I'm a three, so pretty good chance of indulging. So I can't do that. Um, don't really have much. Yeah, I don't really. It looks like Mushpik doesn't have much going on for himself. Yeah, there is the yeah. consecrating the training grounds project, which is technically a project for the whole crew. There is also yeah. regaining Julika's trust. Yeah, as I was that. Julika was the the what are we, what are we calling them? Falconer? The Ferris. 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 Yeah. The Ferris. Yeah. yeah your yeah, but sort of cop know. contact. Yeah. Ah, uh, just consecrate the training ground. Let's just yeah, let's, this. yeah. Let's just, uh -huh. let's, just let's consecrate. Let's see this. how you consecrate the training ground. I mean. How are you bearing all of this? Because I know that Sherry Khatam's thing is like, uh, yeah, whatever. But no, 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 no. I, it is, yeah, whatever. But there are a few things that I th that, that are on his mind. Um, and actually, maybe I can start some kind of clock here uh, for myself because I was saying. So um, I think what has what I'm wondering, and by extension, what Sherry Khatam is wondering. Is why would five demon princes of Uzwasha bother with uh, some prophesized Ketrasi, uh like sixth house anyway? Like you know, yeah. there, there was not. I don't. Th I don't think before like the uprising there was much of Ketrasi presence in this city. Mm -hmm. And I'm gonna try and put two and two together. Which I'm not equipped to do, but I'm gonna to try to do it anyway. Okay, so you're going to try to investigate the, the... link, I guess. Yeah, between yeah. this and the brewing revolutionaries in Udwasha. I yeah. guess. Yeah, I, okay. I think I think that's what I'm going at. Like and I think the general angle is maybe the uprising in Ketris had wasn't just about like farmland, maybe it had like Maybe there was more to it, right? Yeah. To do with the sixth house. Yeah, excellent. Okay, yeah. so research Catherine's history. What I want to call this, and, I think I'll oh, call it the oh, six clock. Yes, and actually, okay, this is, uh, all right. Uh -huh. I'm excited because the first time because I was thinking that uh, we never said like what happened to Mushvik's um, like sword master, right? Like he, yeah, we lost contact during the war. Uh, if anyone, if there's one person that Mushvik trusts to know about this stuff, it's him. So I think what Mushvik should do, first of all, is try to find out what where his master is and try to um, see if he's still alive. Yes, yeah. that is an awesome nice. first step. Okay, yeah. tracking down uh, your sword master. Yeah, let's call this a let's call it a six clock to give you a lead. I don't want to make yeah. it just like a long clock because I think it's complicated progress. It's a six clock, and then you will have to take some risk when it finishes, right? Yeah. So that just gives you an idea of where to look. Is it fair? Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah. First, we gotta okay. find out if this guy's alive, where he is, and yeah. then, yeah, I mm -hmm. presumably break him out of jail if he is alive. Yep. All right. Excellent. And to do this, I will. I know just the guy, Zahir, my friend from Yeah, the Revolution. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I'm, I'll just go meet him somewhere. Yeah. Let's condense this. Let's do a consort role first, and then we'll see how much mm -hmm. he knows. Yeah. I think that's a good. Good way to do it. So, like, depending on the role, he will have a different amount of things to say. Yeah. So, so it's consort with a bonus dice from your friend. Consort fortune roll, is it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, bonus die from friend. 
Okay. Doesn't all hold. So, you get one tick to the clock. And yeah. Uh, yeah, it turns out that you don't know very much. You you and Zahir both got separated from from your uh, old master. Yeah. Uh, so I think you have a, a conversation about this, basically just reminiscing. And he doesn't give you too much new information, but he does give you a lead. And that lead, of course, is Omid, who worked with the people trying to suppress the revolution and probably God knows more. Uh, All right. The sexual tension returns. <laughs> yes. See, so, see, this is good. This is good because, like, all the stuff that's been happening—that's like out. That's like you know stuff that Bidri doesn't understand. But sexual tension with one's rival. Yes. So no. how this will work is that you can continue working on this clock in like fortune rolls and seeking other angles, or I'm telling you right now, like the option you come up with rather than doing more research, right? Is you could go to Omid, but he doesn't like you, and no. he has no reason <laughs> to tell you this. So I'll think of a reason. Uh-huh. So that's yeah. why this is one tick, mostly. It's like, Zahir goes like, yeah, I have one lead. It's Omid, unfortunately. So uh, is it you a, can do quite a, a bit project. of work. Yeah, it's a new project. Um, yep. I guess I'll, I'll, I'll set it to my sheet. Six ticks, oh. you said? Mm-hmm. Yeah. A six clock? Yeah, right. Uh, a six we'll clock, the... one tick marked. I'll take that. We'll call this finding a lead. Or rather, finding a leader. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. There you go. Cool. All right. Cool. Yeah, that's me. Yeah. Then, lastly, Moss on the Rung breaks your ankle. So, um, next time, I think I would like to do more stuff involving uh, involving the family with the tree, but it would take a long time. So, I am instead going to kind of do some groundwork for that. Mm-hmm. And what I'm going to do is, like, clearly there are two things that need to be done to make sure this tree is all right. Um, one of them is it needs to not be in that basement because that's not a good place. Yeah. Uh, and the other is we need to understand that ghost. And that's much yep. more actionable right now. Mm-hmm. So with a little bit of the things that they've gleaned uh, Maul suspects that the best lead is to find is is to assume that this person who died there was in some way connected to the building site itself. Had some sort of prior connection. Maybe they're just yep. some rando who crawled in there, and then this will be a dead end. But she will that she will like hope that there's some sort of connection. So I'm going to to investigate the ghost already, or okay. I don't think I have it, but I am going to make it. Okay, good. Um, So we haven't established how how long a clock this is. No. Okay. Uh, I will call it probably a bunch of linked clocks, but let's call it a four o'clock to start with this this angle of like find out vaguely the ghost's identity. Mm -hmm. I think it's a sensible way to do it. Like once we finish that clock, maybe we can link into a second clock, but. Um, how long should this clock be? Four, I think. Four. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, it can link into longer clocks later, but for now, to get a basic idea, I think four is quite enough. Yeah. And I think what she's going to do is she's going to hunt. She's mm-hmm. going to hunt a person at the building site or connected to the building site who might mm-hmm. tell her about this person. Yeah. Um, 
and she, specifically she's gonna do it by hanging out there a lot and yeah. waiting until some activity happens that she can glean mm -hmm. stuff from yeah absolutely so hunt for the day laborers and try to glean yes. some info mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. let's see I'm just gonna roll the two dice And it's a six. Okay, so it's three ticks. Yeah, I think the main lead you find out actually is that <clears throat> um, I think what makes sense here straightforwardly, and which is a pretty good lead, is that quite a lot of construction workers come from the displaced refugees. And uh, so I think the people who worked at this construction site were like mostly people from other areas of Uduasha. Mm -hmm. But they do go like, oh yeah, yeah. There, there was like a couple of Kethrisi people who worked with us a while back. There were not that many of them. They're pretty few. And so you narrow it down to basically just one family. So you don't have like an identity, but you do have that the the person was a Kethrisi construction worker, probably, or someone connected to the Kethrisi construction workers. And yeah, like I said, you don't yet have a name. You didn't finish the clock, but you're very close. Yeah, cool. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Excellent. All right. Yeah. I think I think that's where we wrap up the session. In the next session, we have yeah. a couple of more free play scenes, but I think those might lead into scores mm. more mm -hmm. naturally. Here close the doors to the House of Endings. Those who dwell within are Sohem, called Cloth, Adiat, called Soap, Sametri, called Tree, and Emma. I have been Prince, your host. Our city of Uduasha is based on Blades in the Dark by John Harper and Evil Hat Productions, with special thanks to Johnstone Metzger. Follow us on Twitter. Or support us on ko-fi.com slash desperateattune. If you want to engage further with us, we also have a Patreon at patreon.com slash desperateattune, where you will get our newsletter, extra content, and updates from Uduasha. the next desperate tune. <laughs> I, I will point out that like disrupting a Scotland holiday may cause violence. I feel mm. like this, uh, there is a risk. This doesn't seem like I a think... this seems like a feature. No, no, uh, so yeah. yeah. This is why I think what we should do is mess with the meat. <laughs> <laughs>